Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 98. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum. Since 1854, Tandawai Distillers has been producing quality rum from the Philippines. The indisputable history of their Philippine rum is the foundation of which the Tandawai legacy continues today. Tandawai Asian Rum is made with premium varieties of heirloom sugarcane grown in the Visayas region of the tropical island of the Philippines. It is the same Southeast Asian vintage canes that has been cultivated for centuries in the tropical maritime climate and rich Philippine soil, which makes Tandawai Asian Rum distinctly Filipino. Tandawai Rum also has lots of history in the tropical exotic cocktail era when it first began with Don the Beachcomber and his Filipino barman in the 1930s. There's evidence that these legendary bartenders created some of the first tropical cocktail recipes using Tandawai Rum. For more information, go to TandawaiUSA.com or stop by Tandawai USA's Facebook page. Today, we bring you even more room ramblings with Moai Mark Jayason, Ross Tiki Boss Aliati, and DJ Clulo. On this episode, we continue the session we started with Moai Mark and Tiki Boss, as heard in episode 97. But this time, we add DJ Clulo to the mix, who shares some fun stories about his time as a jungle boat skipper at Disneyland and joins our spirited debates on hot dogs, pizza, bucket lists, and more. As always, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the donate button. Every donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Alrighty then, here's our chat with Moai Mark, Tiki Boss, and DJ Clulo. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, folks, we are back, and we are joined with another guest listener of the program, DJ Clulo from Las Vegas, California. Whoop, whoop. Aloha. It's actually Las Vegas. I was going to say, you just said what California? What did you say? I've been drinking, man. We're you invented, places. A new, <laughs> invented a new city. <laughs> it's Las, fine. Las Vegas, Wait, California. Wait, there's, there's a Hollywood in Florida. There yeah. is. It's really gross. Is it really? It's not fun, no. There, there are cities that are... In multiple states, yeah. yeah, there. I'm trying to think. There's of a, a Washington, right now, a Lincoln, and I'm just trying to save my my. Yeah, nothing, I yeah. think every my, my state. Not it's, not, it's not. <laughs> good attempt. Every though. state has a Springfield. Oh uh, yeah, I'm yeah. from Springfield. Oh really? Misery, Missouri. Oh, that's misery. Did you say misery? Is that, misery. Is that what it's, they call it? No, that's what I call it. That's right. You got a lot of cool little like phrases and me. Yeah, like I've noticed call, that. Huh? So they started a new hashtag um, this weekend for me. My roommates did. Uh, my oasis roommates. roommates. They're called people? Markisms. Markisms. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So, and they've been hashtagging me, and they've been, you know, I, there's a picture of me passed out um, on one of the patios, and <laughs> so they fucking, you know, had to blow that shit up on on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> but so. I fixed it for you. You did. Yeah. He did. The that's picture, right. The picture was him uh, passed <laughs> out. At, at a at a jacuzzi or pool or whatever, yeah. But he had like our hotel. you had like a cheap beer, yeah, like a Bud Light. That was not a cheap beer. What is it? That was um, it's a a, a San Diego beer, Corona, not Corona, uh, uh, Cor- Coronado, 
Coronado. Yeah, it was Coronado. It was hard to see what it was. It just looked like a silver can. It looked like a Bud Light. So I just like screenshotted it and like drew a little umbrella and, and a, a swirly straw, straw. Swirly straw. And I was like, I fixed it. That's pretty I rad. have to look it up now. But so Markisms are not quotes or anything. They're they're photos. Uh, no, they're quotes. Um, but sometimes they're accompanied by photos. Um, yeah. Time. Do I've I been known you long, but I've already realized there are Markisms. That's, oh yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, I didn't know I, there was you a name met for him it. yesterday. Yeah, but I, I was like, I've noticed already <laughs> that he's throwing out. These Actually, little... you met him exactly twenty four hours ago. Exactly yeah. twenty four hours. Oh yeah, ago. no shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time to put out a book. Best 24 hours of my life. (laughs) For our listeners that don't know, we've started this recording yesterday, and we're coming back to you on day two. Day two. Or day three, for depending on what what, you came in, but whatever day it is. But this is a separate day that we did from yesterday's recording. So what we're going to do is we're going to go right back into the topic that we left off. I, I think after that recording and a bunch of drinks and a couple room parties and... Many, many drinks. Yeah. Many, many room parties. What are we talking about? We were talking about... Superpowers. Superpowers. Well, if you could have it... any superpower, what would it be? And if you could travel anywhere in time... Did we do the... If you could have... If you could spend time with anybody dead or alive... We did that. Or yeah, we all three answered that. that. All right. Yeah. So now DJ is looking at us because I think he's got some answers he wants to share. I mean, it's bring yeah, it. We'll, we'll see. All right. So what, the first one was what your superpower would be. Well, if you could pick any superpower, so I'll give you an example. The one that I said yesterday was, I'd like to be able to eat whatever I want without gaining any weight or getting fat. You had a better I, one honestly than that, at my age. I would just enjoy to eat Taco Bell without dying. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. So yeah. there's that. And then the other one that I said was, I'd like to have X-ray vision, but only for the women that I find attractive. And not for anything else. Well, you, you have to have yeah. like, a, like I don't want a good one. Yeah, like I don't want to see Mark <laughs> without his clothes on. I've seen it. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you? <laughs> Two out of four of us. <laughs> Hashtag Markisms. There we go. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, you have to have a, be able to have a dial on your X-ray vision too, because you don't want to see too much. You don't want to see the inside of them and stuff like that. So oh, you have to, you have to be able to control. So them. look, he's listen to that to man. Level. He's so, a, he's, so it's not just selective. So I'm going to be honest, I'm a giant nerd, and as some of you know, I'm an artist, and I, I do a lot of comic conventions. Okay. I sell my art around. So I read a lot of comic books. A lot of, I'm, I know everything there is about that stuff. So like for superpowers, honestly, uh, I wish I didn't sweat so much in the San Diego heat. I wish I had control over my oh, sweat. God. I'm, man. I'm 100% Sicilian. So it's just like I, I look outside, and I just start sweating profusely. But honestly, if I had a superpower, I think I, my girlfriend's a flight attendant, and she travels all around the world. She has so much fun just seeing all these things. She's like, oh, I'm going to Paris, or oh, I'm going to Tokyo. And but, but does she actually spend time there? Oh, no. She, she's, she travels the world seeing lots of hotel rooms. Yeah, because I know that a lot of times it's just a turnaround. Well, it, sometimes they're given a day. Okay. But you have to realize is that if you've ever traveled abroad, uh, you know, you'll go places and you'll, you'll be jet lagged and you'll go to sleep and you'll wake up the next day. She has to land and then realize that, uh, you know, okay, I have to now change, go out into the, the yeah. state. I yeah, have yeah, to go yeah, out yeah. in the city. So honestly, I think if I had like a superpower, I would like love to be able to teleport wherever I want. Oh, that's a good one. It's multi-use. I can travel. Like that movie Jumper. Yeah, but just good. That dude teleport was, wherever you want. Was that, that dude was awesome? Yeah, I wish I could teleport. Yeah, I think that would be good because uh, I can be like, oh, I think I'm gonna go to Tokyo today, or hey, I'm gonna go to London, and I'm. I there. thought that too because that's pretty damn good. You know, yeah. like some of the places that we travel to, the bitch about 
the travel is just getting there because yeah. it's so yeah. far I away. I hate it. I mean, I, I travel a lot for work and I always tell people how much I hate traveling. Like, you do it all the time. I love going to different places, but the process of getting there, parking your car, waiting in line, right, going right. through security. When people say that they love to fly, I don't, I cannot understand why. I mean, I hate if it. If you've done it a couple, first couple times, yeah, it's kind of fun. But after that, you're, you're sitting yeah. in a chair that's way too well, small, well, the thing staring is, at the back of somebody's head, breathing your own yeah. air for hours. How yeah. is that fun? You can no? make it pleasurable, but just well, you shouldn't do that with people next to you. Like, <laughs> like, Trust me. At know. least go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, Jeff <laughs> Barry posted cramped. a video about, I, I don't know if it was Pan Am or one of these airlines that flew to Hawaii. Right. And it was a two-decker yeah. airplane. And the upper floor was this lounge where you could walk around with yeah. other couches yeah. and all that. Yeah. And see, it was pleasurable at one time. Yeah. Now it's just miserable. That was when people dressed up to get on the plane, too. Yeah. Men wore suits. Women wore... Not, not formal, but close yeah, to it. Yeah. Well, nobody yeah. puts any money into anything anyway. Now, everything has to be done as cheaply as and yeah. efficiently as possible. I mean, we were talking about that after we were watching the um, Mid-Century Modern Architecture uh, that was Symposium awesome. yesterday. Yeah. But how, you, how they put so much money into all this just to make it look aesthetically nice. Yeah. And now today, it's like, how can we make this cheaper? And I mean, it's just... Yeah, I can go yeah. off on a rant about greed and yeah, you know, yeah, we can, we can. I'm not going to do all yeah. that. We're <laughs> but, not going to bore people with that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I finally agree with you on something. Okay. <laughs> so what, the the superpowers I would be able to teleport. What was the other questions? If I could, if you could travel in time, anywhere in time, forward, forward or back, yeah. when and why? Oh man! So uh, you said you're going to meet your grandpa. Well, I answered two questions at once. So yeah, what was the what was it? So uh, it I. Was, but if you could, if you could have, the the question started. If you could have dinner with anybody, dead uh-huh. or alive, real or fictitious. But then we modified the question yeah. to if you could spend time yeah. with anybody, dead or alive, real or fictitious. And Mark gave the stellar answer because it was about it answered both traveling in time and who he'd want to spend that it, time with. It's difficult for me because I have like my fantasy answers, but then there I have the stuff that's in the back of my head that I, I dream about all the time. The dark stuff. The dark. Let's st- bring it out. Right, let's well, I don't want to three, It's just the four of us. It's just the four of us. No one's listening. <laughs> no one's listening. Uh, well, uh, a couple of years ago, my mom passed away very suddenly. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, she was very young. It was unexpected. She went in for heart surgery. It didn't go well. Uh, but the last time, I mean, luckily, I was always really close to my mom. Every time I saw her, I said I loved her. I texted her. I loved her before she went under surgery. She knew it that's was never. A, that's that's awesome. We were very close, and I, I was lucky to have awesome parents. Um, but. You know, you went to, it's like you just go visit your mom and say, I love you, mom. And you go, and then the next week she's gone. So wow. I would love to have time to go and spend, you know, a yeah. little bit. And then I have like the fantasy answer, which, you know, this is really dorky. But uh, so my, I grew up in a Disney family. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole family worked for the company. Uh, my mom worked for Disney her whole life. My dad worked for them for a while. And I worked for Disney for 10 years. So I grew up in, my mom would be, she would quote Walt and she'd oh, be like, okay. do this, do that. And I remember being in, um, having a high school job and she would be like, 10 minutes early is 10 minutes late for Disney. Got to right. get there early. And so I think part of me. I haven't w- heard that before. Is that really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I've heard that, yeah. We, okay. When you work for Disney, you, you know, everybody there has like 110%. Like yeah. everyone does the best they can because they're representing something that's important. And in Southern California, definitely a lot of people grow up with Disneyland. So, you know, that respect is there because, you know, you grew up going as a kid, like, yeah. you know, the magic, you know, 
we do stuff called like the Walt scoop, which means anytime you see a piece of garbage, you pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't work for Disney anymore, but like if I go out in public, I see anything, I see garbage on the floor, I pick it up. It's wow. just it's instinct. It, they drill it in your head. But I think I would I would kill to spend any time with Walt Disney just to pick his head. Like and I, don't I went, know why we didn't think of that yesterday. That's uh, a good answer. Yeah. Both of his know. answers and, and he's stealing thunder. Yeah, both these dude, guys man, they're making us yeah, we, sound like I, idiots, I, huh, Ross? I, I feel really bad right now. I just want to take my mic off and leave. But like, don't, don't worry, everybody hey, Ross, looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just the four of us, you guys. It's just the four of us. <laughs> just the four of us. Uh, no, but I, I would love to spend time with Walt Disney. And I went to art school, and I'm an artist, and I would ask him a bunch of questions, and he probably would give me very basic answers. Okay. I was like, "How'd you come up with this?" He goes, "I thought of it." Yeah, <laughs> take a drag of a cigarette. And <laughs> well, it's it. funny that you say that because I do view, and I'm not that big of a Disney fan. Uh, and no one's perfect. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I do view him as a genius. No, he, um, you know, so many things happen, especially in America, because of things he worked on. I mean, yeah. people don't know like a lot of the, the history he did. He loved this country so much, and in the 1930s and 1940s. Um, for example, he was working on, in 1938 when Snow White came out, it blew everybody away because it was the first animated full-length feature. And then in the 40s, they were working on movies, but when World War II broke out, Walt halted all production on his animation stuff and says, we got to do stuff for the military. For the war effort. And yeah. For war effort. Yeah. And war he, effort. they don't. But it was a different time, too, because... Yeah. Uh, auto manufacturers uh, and, yep. and a lot of things that we were doing here in the states, it all halted for the yeah. war, war effort. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. No, and they, so the Walt Disney went to his animators. They they made training videos for the army yeah. and the military. Wow, uh, you know, you know, in the Air Force, they that would teach people like this is what you do in an array. This is what you do for you know. Oh, and I love so how fun. the transatlantic accent just kind of yeah, came yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> So I I, uh, I was a Jungle Cruise skipper for four years. Oh wow! So I do that. I oh, just, dude, I just oh, break man. into it. I gotta hear. So here's the thing. Let me ask you about the jokes that the Jungle Cruise. Oh, I have a lot of do. Jungle Cruise stories. Do you that come I up with those, or do they okay. oh. do they help you along the way? Do you it, pick them up from other skippers? It depends if there's a manager on your boat. Okay. So so at the Jungle. So I was a trainer at Jungle, which means I trained new skippers. So we had a when I first started, our spiel was very pathetic. It was a very sh- thin packet of paper and it was you know every show scene was broken up like this and they gave you options like they're like okay you're going to the african elephants here's the 10 jokes that you are approved to use and for years we fought for more because i I worked in florida disney world and disneyland when the 50th happened in 2005 they got this giant book of jokes and we're like why can't we have that (laughs) and they're like well you know it's difficult with faxing and emailing the, the whole thing so in Florida, most of us were comedy nerds. We grew up being obsessed with stand-up comedy, with improv. You know, with me, I, I, I grew up listening to Steve uh, Martin albums and stuff like that, and like who I looked up to as comedians. So when I was a little kid, my dream was to be a Jungle Cruise skipper because I just, it's practice. You know, it's hot, it's gross, you're standing around, but you're, every 10 minutes, it's just practice for being a comedian. Now... Uh, one of the things I always wondered yeah. with the with the skippers is, do they change up their routines from from passenger boat to passenger? Or yeah. Is, so they're not doing the same routine every time because that could just drive me crazy. Well, I think what the reason I love Jungle so much is that you, everybody who comes in brings something new. Mm-hmm. As every comedian has a certain 
artistic yeah. flair to it. And for us, like I said, that we had a spiel, there was options. And, you know, some people got on your boat being excited and nerds. You know, they like they loved the Jungle Cruise, they knew all the jokes. I okay. I once gave a Jungle Cruise the Brooke Shields. Oh, awesome. And wow. it was her and her little kid. And um, she was that annoying guest who knew every single joke. <laughs> okay. And they didn't keep it to themselves. <laughs> I would be driving. I'm going, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming out. And she goes, the backside of water. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And normally, as skippers, we would give them a little sass back. There's only a couple attractions you're allowed to be sarcastic. One is jungle. The other is haunted mansion. Because people expect that from the characters. Mm-hmm. So I can't be like... All right, uh, who, who, like, most time I would say, you know, who paid money to come and ride their boat? But I can't do that with Brooke Shields, because it's like, yeah, yeah. hey, you know that actress Brooke Shields? <laughs> who rather have her come up here? Uh, so, no, we, we would mix it up, definitely, um, because sometimes people would be bored. They would yeah. they not know what's going on. They wouldn't get the jokes. It was lost yeah, on yeah. them, because it was very dry, very punny, very sarcastic. And sometimes you'd get on, and they'd, like, be a teenager on their phone. Yeah, and the theming of the Jungle Cruise was 1938. It was the 1930s, 1940s, and themed with Indiana Jones. So Jungle Cruise didn't really have a time period for a while, but when the Indiana Jones adventure opened up in Disneyland, that whole time period kind of blended oh. in together. Yeah, okay. so that's why when you go ride the Jungle Cruise, it's that 1930s adventure because right. it has to be in the same time period as right. Indiana Jones. So we would, I would, we always make jokes like if some kid pulled up their phone, I'd be like, "What's that spaceman technology?" and all that <laughs> stuff like that. But we would change it up. Definitely. Yeah. Are there jokes that you wanted to say that you couldn't say? Uh, it's just the four of us. Uh, it's just the four of us. <laughs> I, it's fine. I I spent 10 years with the company. I won the Walt Disney Legacy Award. I'm sure I can't get fired or not brought back. I'm Are you fine. still working at Disney? No. Okay, so then, yeah, it's just the four I'm of us. fine. It's just the four um, of us. So I will say, I, and Disneyland and Disney World have different things. Uh so Disneyland has a thing called night cruises, and uh, Disney World has a thing called skipper cruises. And what these are is after the park closes, um, it's just employees. Jungle okay. Cruise skippers got on the boat, and it's practicing jokes. And oh, that's awesome. I know that. That's cool. No, they did that, that. yeah. Wow. Well, no, most cool. people don't. It is not open to guests. It is um, a lot of times managers just turn their backs. I mean, this is when I worked there, which was a while ago. I have, I left Jungle eight years ago. Okay. So it's, I don't know if they still do it, um, but you know, I know that Disneyland did it, and I definitely know we did it at Disney World, um, but we would use, the whole point was to tell the most raunchiest, <laughs> dirtiest <laughs> right, jokes. That sounds amazing. Dirtiest yeah, jokes, does, right? I've got to look at there's something on YouTube. After dark, listening so, to these guys come up with dirtiest jokes. Speaking shows. of that, so w- I was at Jungle Cruise for four years. I was a lead there, which meant I kind of like managed the attraction. I made sure people got their breaks. I was the head skipper on duty. And then I also was a trainer, which means I brought new skippers in. And I trained them how to do spiel. And I taught them how to be funny or attempted to. And um, it was a big deal when I decided to leave. And I, was, I moved on in my career with Disney. And so it was a big ordeal. People, my, and when people knew it was my last day, everyone came in. Everybody, there was a separate line of people just running to ride my boat. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. I I wanted to do something special. So I had my best friends who were all Jungle Cruise skippers, and some of them didn't work there anymore. They but they still could do boats. Which you know sometimes when you leave, you still have proficiencies to be able to work an attraction. Right. Yeah. So there was uh, six of us, and we did one final skipper boat. But we each it was all six of us, and we did tag team. 
and we each took a section of the ride. That's you know, cool. one of my friends would do the intro, and he's like, you know, can you cuss on this? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cuss. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wall of Fame with Jungle Cruise. If I catch you recording this, I will break your fucking phone and throw you in the river, <laughs> and I will kill everyone you've ever known. He did like the whole Robert De Niro thing from uh, um, The Untouchables, where he's yeah, like, yeah. your friends dead, your family dead. <laughs> And, and then, like, we would go into different sections, and my friend Dave, we went into, he went from the Amazon to the Congo River, and said a lot of inappropriate, super racist jokes. <laughs> and keep in mind, none of us were racist, but it's like, you you, you tried... Allegedly. It, it was like, you know, the, the, the aristocrats joke, yeah. where you try to make the joke. dirtiest, raunchiest joke, and then at the end yeah. you go, the aristocrats. Right. It was like that, where you were trying to offend people. And so everyone had a different section. My part was the um, trap safari, which is the part where the guys are up the pool with the rhino, right, chasing right. them up, and then uh, through the hippo pool, and then through the attacking natives. And I was like, I have to do oh, something very different. <laughs> and in Florida, there's a lot of what we call spieling attractions, which are attractions where you talk. We had Jungle Cruise, the great movie ride, Kilimanjaro safaris at Universal they had the Jaws attraction. And the Jaws attraction was like a Jungle Cruise-esque ride where a Jaws skipper would go around and they take a, the Amity 6 and they take the boat around and it's like, this is the same location with the Needle Shark Jaws terrorize the people of Amity. And then Jaws would pop up and like flail around in a horrible animatronic and they go, oh no, Jaws! And it was, but there was a rivalry between Jaws skippers because they were universal and Jungle Cruise skippers that were Disney. <laughs> we hated each other. Oh, God. <laughs> Although there was a lot of mix and mingle. Someone got fired from Disney, they went to Jaws. Someone got fired from Universal, they went to Disney. That's um, awesome. So I was like... this shit? <laughs> this is crazy. I went yeah. to my friends when we were in the planning stage. I was like, I have to memorize the Jaws spiel. And in my section, I have to get as far into the Jaws ride as I can. And it, I memorized the whole spiel. I got it from a friend, and I was like, I'm going to pretend the Jungle Cruise is Jaws ride. <laughs> and it was a thing. I even had uh, walkie-talkie radios where I had a... Because there's a part in the Jaws ride where a boat gets... An, a, a, another boat gets sunk by Jaws. And the skipper's like... Um, the, the radio comes through and goes, Amity 6 the base! Amity 6 the base! <laughs> they're screaming, and they're like, oh no, that sounds like someone on... Sounds like Kyle on Amity 6! Something must be happening. I had a friend of mine on the dock call into a walkie-talkie and did that whole spiel. And I was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, no, there's something going on. And I had another friend uh, play the music of the Jaws ride. That's great. Like the oh, that's funny. But I pretended the hippos were Jaws. <laughs> and it was like this whole thing. It's the first, I, I'm proud that it was the first and only time that Jaws was done on the Jungle Cruise <laughs> in the entire world. Um, but I'm... Like I said, this was not open to guests. This was completely unofficial, right. but it was a, it was a lot of fun. You're gonna um, get sued as soon as this is over. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm fine. <laughs> you didn't say my name, right? Uh, no. Did was his name again? JC. JC. My name is BJ Crulo. JC Luclo. All right. I'm trying to do. I hope backwards. that doesn't come to haunt me, but it's fine. I'll work that out. <laughs> Who cares? But anyways, I, yeah, Jungle Cruise skippers all have a lot of stories. There's books written about it. There's hell. There's a symposium this weekend about it. We, we, you know, we, even though we had some crazy fun, you know, we had a lot to hold up to. There was a lot of respect for what the history of the attraction was, what Walt did, and we, 
we really, it was always a family attraction. And when I was a trainer, I told skippers, I gave them their spiel, and I said, I, as your trainer, I'm going to assume you're just going to go off of this script. And it's like, but I know you're going to want to do your own jokes. But let me tell you, in the back of your head, I want you to think about something. Whatever dirty, awful joke you have come up with, which is probably not going to be funny, think, would you say that in front of five people? Your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your boss, or Walt Disney himself. And if you wouldn't say that joke in front of them, do not say it. Dude, that's a great, yeah, that's a great good. way to yeah. kind of keep them in check. Because, in, yeah, in the end, yeah. Disney is a family park. Yeah. As, as we are raunchy and we love comedy, you know, we have a lot of history and heritage we had to represent. It's magical. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is that we're adults and we sometimes forget that not everybody there is. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we have to clean our mouths up for that or and the way that we think. And then when people are around my kids, yeah. they might start cursing and then they stop themselves. I, and then I, and I say like, well, they're my kids, so it's cool, man. They've heard everything. Yeah. That's because... I don't think that way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let me let me ask you guys: How were you raised? Did, like your parents, like like restrict you on stuff? Oh yeah, I'm from the yeah. Midwest. Oh my goodness, I'm corn fed. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Couldn't put my elbows on the table. Oh wow. Had to drink a glass of milk with every meal. Um, and then Is after that acid you, reflex. No, oh, no. Um, <laughs> very specific. Like, no, and, yeah, <laughs> no. I was. Um, you had to ask to be excused from the table. If there was some kind of food you didn't want to eat, you said no, thank you. Otherwise, it went on your plate and you ate it. So that's wow. how I was raised. You call your parents sir and ma'am. Uh, no, no, just like in general. Oh, okay. just be, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, well, I've, I've seen sometimes I've seen some my dad. I would be like, that. yeah. Sometimes I would say it was yes, like that sir. in Leave It to Beaver, wasn't it? Like when when I think the dad right. would, think would say would try to discipline trouble, them. Yeah, they'd yeah. say yes, sir, yes, no, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually have a friend and it, it's a little off-putting sometimes when I'm around him and he, he will say uh, uh, his kids will say yes and they'll go yes sir and I'm like whoa okay wow that's, that's pretty a, crazy yeah. I uh, I grew up an only child but we moved around so much that my parents were my only friends for a long time as sad as that sounds but because of that I respected them like crazy and I never wanted to disappoint them so I, I, I always, I had the same mentality where it's like, yes, ma'am, yes, please. And, you know, I, I live like that now with anyone I meet. That's how my daughter is. You're if Sicilian, I, you said, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go oh, ahead. no, no, no. His daughter's well, awesome. Yeah. Um, that sounded she's, weird. She's spent, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, she spent her 21st at Frankie's with all of us. But, um, yeah. No, but she, like, my daughter's like that. If I use the word disappoint, I'm like, oh, I'm disappointed. That hurts. She will cry yeah. if i say god damn it why'd you do that she'll laugh at me yeah but if i tell her i'm disappointed it it crushes her well you know what i so i read an article that somewhere <laughs> that into our old age we all still don't want to disappoint our parents no. right no. even as as full-grown adults you know i'm gonna be 50 next month and I'm still at this stage where you're like, still so you, sexy. You, oh no, thank you. Oh, yeah. <sighs> you know, it's, it ain't easy looking this good. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that you noticed. So anyway, <laughs> and there are times to. that I did disappoint my parents that still bother me to this day. And it bothers day. you to this, to this day, day, right? Day, As sticks. a grown adult, right. That has children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's just like when I think about them, it's, yeah. I still get that kind of crushing feeling inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's weird. I didn't even. I never thought about that until you just brought it up. Yeah. But that that actually is very true. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. 
Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3-, 6-, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This episode is also brought to you by Jason's Tiki Adventures. Follow Tiki enthusiast and master thrift hunter Jason T. Smith as he travels the country discussing and reviewing the ins, the outs, the good, and the bad of Tiki in America. Watch Jason's Tiki Adventures on the Jason T. Smith channel on YouTube every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So I was asking you, you're Sicilian. Yes. Are you also Italian of some sort? I heard my, your name. Yeah. It sounded like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, half Italian. My mom's German, but, you know, my grandfather's one who came over from Italy. So. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I'm half Sicilian, half Mexican, so you're surrounded, Adrian. I know. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents were fresh off the boat from Sicily. What was crazy, they came uh, fresh off the boat from Sicily, and then... What do you think of Olive Garden? <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you're there, your family. So. <laughs> My oligarch never bugged me. Uh, I remember one time we, it was right when they the restaurant started happening. Buca de Beppo. Have you ever been yeah. there? Yeah. I remember we went there. And like halfway through the meal, my mom was like, "We're leaving. This isn't real food. Wow. This is garbage. Wow, it is garbage, but it's fun. I love that place. Well, in like the way I like Disney guys. Here's the thing: for a guy that's not Italian, I I don't know how authentic it is or isn't. I, I know that Olive Garden isn't right. But growing up, Still, it was like the fancy place that I would take the girl to. Yeah, you know, when I was in high school and yeah, early yeah. years of college. Well, you put that much cheese on anything, it's gonna taste good. That yeah, Zuppa yeah. Toscana is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I don't that care is what everybody cool says. Yeah. That shit is fucking delicious. <laughs> Which this is at Super Toscana. Is this at, at uh, Olive Garden? Uh, Olive Garden. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. even. Uh, they, you get soup or salad with your meal. I almost never eat my meal. The waitress just starts getting pissed because the soup and salad is all you could eat. You yep. only eat like six bowls of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll yeah. be like, just wrap up that my meal and now, I usually which, throw which the garbage. Which soup is that one? It's called Zuppa Toscana. Oh, it's like a cream based soup with like the potato, yeah. spicy Italian sausage, and some kale. I, I, I always order the pasta delicious pa- pasta, pasta fajol. Yeah, and then, that's the one and I, then like. I leave the the kidney beans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's like picking out the green M&Ms yeah. or something. It's like yeah. Italian chili. You know, I yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say, for Olive Garden, have you ever ordered the salad? Yeah, because yeah, for a place yeah. called Olive Garden, they give you a giant bowl of salad, and they're like, <laughs> and there's only three olives. Oh yeah, you gotta ask for extra. Yeah, olives, it's like extra the can tomatoes, of pork and beans. Extra yeah. and extra pepperoncini. I always have yeah. to ask for extra pepperoncini. It's yeah. like the can it's of like... pork and beans. They start the name with pork and beans, <laughs> and you get like a little yes. Just a piece. It's not it's even, not even it's the fat. size of a. Die. Yeah, and I feel like as a, when I was a kid, there was more. Like as the years progressed, yeah. there's less and less pork in those pork and beans. Right. Although I right. don't know the last time I've had them. But I love some good pork and beans. beans. <laughs> Markism hashtag. There you go. You are from the Midwest. <laughs> I, no, I am. I pork am. and bean eating bastard. <laughs> so I, I moved out here and I was trying to find pork steaks, and everybody's like, "What? What's a pork steak?" And I went to the. I went to a, an actual butcher shop because there's only one in Vegas, and I'm like, "Hey, can, can I get pork steaks?" And they're like. Like you guys are butchers, and they're looking. At Even me they like, looked at you crazy. They looked at me, and they're like pork steak. And then one guy goes, "Where are you from?" And I'm like Missouri. And he goes, "Oh, okay, yeah." He goes, "No, we can't get them for you." <laughs> but funny. he understood it. Well, is he's a fucking butcher? What do you mean can't get it? You have pork, right? Cut me some fucking steaks. What do you mean you can't get it? <sighs> I didn't irritating. ask you for. A, yeah. What a is it about the Midwest? Where's Missouri? In the, mid- center, in, the in the Midwest, right right in the, the middle. Midwest is you the western middle. And I was, you know, I was thinking like, is, is it Walt Disney from Missouri? Yes, yeah, he is. He is. Right. What is it about Marceline, Missouri? What is it that you miss most about Missouri? Um, the lakes and rivers. Okay. So before I moved here, 
or moved to Vegas, um, I kept a kayak on the roof of my car. Um, and cause anywhere, like where I was, I was down in Southwest Missouri and within 15 minutes in any direction, you could be on a lake or on a river or even some pretty fast flowing creeks. Yeah. And so I, anytime I had a chance to paddle, um, I would take it. And so I always kept my kayak on my car. That's what I did. Just that pretty much. Did um, you stop kayaking? Well, yeah. Oh, I moved to Vegas and I brought them all with me. And I'm like, look, there's no, you know, I don't want to <laughs> drive more to use it. It's fine. Yeah. If, it, if it rains. Video poker. Yeah. <laughs> if it rains, it rains. There's plenty of kayaking. But, so uh, is there a, a dish that's unique to that area? One of the things I like to do when I travel is find something that they only really you, have in that area. Are you from kind of what I was alluding I to? I because was because is, it, is it toasted ravioli? Okay, toasted raviolis is okay, one. Right. And then Provel cheese. Oh, okay. That goes on... A true St. Louis style pizza, pizza yeah. is made with Provel cheese, which is there's a, a, a one specific dairy in um, in Wisconsin that makes it for a couple of the uh, uh, pizza places in St. Louis, and it's sliced, not shredded. And you cut it. Can in you get squares, Provel right? cheese? You cut it, in cut it in squares. Can you yeah. get it here? No, it's thin crust. You can you can um, they you can order it online and they'll ship it to you. Tastes the same. Oh, it's the same cheese. And that's like the basic well, difference yeah, between but, a thin crust oh, Chicago-style no, pizza find. is the cheese, right? What's that? The basic difference between like a St. Louis-style and a thin crust Chicago would just really be the Provo cheese. It really is the cheese. Yeah, because yeah. the, the thin crust Chicago is I can find thing. in Vegas. And they cut it square. It's party cut. That's yeah. what they call it. So yeah. I, I have to ask, and I know, Adrian, you said no politics or religion, but oh <laughs> Chicago-style pizza or New York-style pizza? Oh, this ain't. Whatever I want Okay, dude, let's talk about that. Because I'm a New York pizza guy. Yes, me too. Yeah, I like the Hold thin it up crust. And eat it. Yeah, I go to yep. New York and I go. I, I, I you know, I, I try to go to Manhattan about once a year. I have a lot of friends out there, so I have couches I can sleep on because I'm not paying those prices. Right. And um, you know, I, I, my diet is on alcohol and pizza because you go to any place. You throw two bucks at them. They're like, here's a pizza the size of your fucking face. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the Italian in me. And, you know, my family has a lot of... My family has a lot of background and... I can't remember. Shady stuff? Shady stuff. Oh, let's see. Italian. And New York. Well, my family lives in Nebraska right now. Maybe because an uncle got shot in the 20s. (laughs) Um, Hiding no, in Nebraska, but, you mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> trust me, when I was growing up, I, I lived really in Alaska. <laughs> we would go to Italian restaurants, and it'd be dark and shady. Yep. And there'd always be a really fat guy in a suit yep. in the corner by himself eating pasta. That's how it is, that's how it is in St. Louis, <laughs> Yes, yeah. Yeah. Cause so all I the, grew up on the hill, which is called Dago Hill, and it was the same thing. You could walk, to be offended you could, uh, Oh, yeah, that was kind of racist. Uh, but I, I can okay, see Call us Goombas. Uh, don't call us Dagos. <laughs> but, yeah. But there was those restaurants where you'd walk in and they were dark and there would be guys in really nice shiny suits sitting in a corner and nobody sitting around them just eating a bowl of spaghetti. And it's weird. You don't get that in Vegas anymore because, you know, we we live there. You can see that at my house. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) You see me wearing a Hawaiian shirt, eating ramen. Well, what's funny is like, yeah, I'm Sicilian, but I'm like the least Sicilian person in my family. I kid you not, I have an uncle, Tony, Freddie, Pauly, Giovanni, Tony. I have more than one Tony that's an uncle. And they all look like people from the Sopranos. Yeah. They have this, the the jumpsuits, they have the gold chains, they all have an accent, they smoke cigars. And then there was me, DJ, 
to be like, hey, little DJ here. And I was like, hi, guys. I want to go to art school. And I just didn't fit in at all. But I'm like the least Italian person in my family. Your Italian gangster voice is not that dissimilar from your skipper voice. I just want to hear the transatlantic accent. I can do the two voices. <laughs> like when you watch those old documentaries of cars being assembled <laughs> on a typical day yeah. at the factory. <laughs> Here we are in Detroit, Michigan. Pinnacle yeah, he, of American. He's got that down. Yeah. I was asking you when you talk about the pork steaks too. I realized leaving California, and it, it's gotten better, but. For a long time, people didn't know what a tri a butcher didn't know what a tri tip was. Oh, tri tips! Left, like uh, tri tips, like uh, the California area. But it's I think oh, I didn't right. know more that. and more now, people outside of California are starting to know what that cut is. I think if you'd have to call it something different. It was something like bottom sirloin. It's a brisket. Thing. No, briskets from the shoulder. No, but it's it's <clears throat> it's it's similar to a brisket. Damn, Ross knows his food, man. I he do knows, know my he food. He knows where yeah. the meats come yeah, from. Yeah, I know. And the, um, there's only one tri-tip per cow, and it's it's more near the loin oh, section. Oh, okay. Where he has the, so, and it's not, like, a, uh, you can grill a tri-tip. A brisket has to be either braised or yeah. smoked because yeah. br- it's so tough because of that shoulder. Well, in Missouri, the, they smoke it. They do. Okay. Tri-tip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I've, and I've seen yeah. places that actually smoke it, but I didn't even know they would know what it is out there because you know, Santa Maria tri-tip kind of started in, the, in California. Okay. Over over coal, um, oh, wow. you know, and again, not necessarily smoked, but grilled. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, but it's, it's like a little roast. So yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's delicious though. Yeah, when and done I right, have been to play some places that smoke it. When when done right, it's amazing. I, I've I've like in in Phoenix, we have uh, Sonoran dogs. Has anybody ever heard of or no, had a Sonoran I, dog? So oh, I've never had. Are you it, from right? Phoenix? I'm from Phoenix. That's where I was born. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I just moved I guess. What's a snor- <laughs> is that the bacon wrapped hot dog? It's a bacon wrapped hot dog that comes in a bun. It's like a Mexican roll. So it's like a TJ dog. It's kind. Ka- yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's like a taco and a yeah. hot dog yeah. fucked in. <laughs> now they'd be confused with and DJ dogs. What's that? What's that place in Vegas that does that? The hot dog place. Oh my god. That's yeah. Fucking bomb. And it's they're out of L.A. Yeah. And they got they play they, they play I'd, like I'd um, have to ask my girlfriend. She took. They play the old hardcore like eighties nineties rap the whole time you're there. It's all the amazing, but um, you dirt know, dogs, we, dirt, dirt dogs. dogs. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay, it's a, like it's dirt like dogs. a L.A. street dog. Uh, th- that's what they were. They were um, there's, just, yeah, there's know, street, street cars, street cars that pop up and they opened up a restaurant and and like, oh man, I've waited in long lines there. Dude, it's awesome. I love a good hot street dog. food. Street so food is the best. Me too. I mean, especially when street you start food doing is something the best. Yeah. It is. And when your question though, no better than L.A. We're talking about pizza. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this. This is a true story. I forgot who did it. It was a big publication named Phoenix as the top place pizza place You're in the country. And I'll tell you why. And I know that sounds crazy. Okay. They couldn't afford to because, travel anywhere else. It's not else. because Phoenix has their own style of pizza. It's amazing. It's that there are so many transplants in pizza. I mean, in, in Phoenix, you can literally get almost any style of pizza with the exception of maybe the St. Louis. But we are the, some of the only places outside of Chicago that have a Lou Malnati's, an, an, an Uno, or not a Uno, but a, a Gino's East and a um, Giordano's. So it's the best place for pizza because of the the number of choices you right. have. Right. We have all kinds of, we have raised pizzas up the is ass there, like as if you were in New York. We is have, there a specific wait, the world style? famous raise? <laughs> the world famous raise, yeah. Is there a specific style of pizza known for Phoenix? No, that's and that's what, that's what my point is. There's not really, that I know of. So that's the irony. The irony is just, that- 
you can get all of it there. Yeah. So the irony is, and that you can get it done very well. It's not that there's a specific style that really stands out. It's just that you have. Well, there's a guy named Chris choices. Bianco who started a place called Pizzeria Bianco, and he was yeah. one of the first guys to do traditional Neapolitan style pizzas like they have back in Italy. Now everybody does them, but at the time when he did it, like almost well, nobody was ninety doing second it. pizza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like thin yeah. crust, you know, individual style yep. pizzas, yep. very simple, just really attention to the dough, to how it's cooked to yep. the sauce. Yep. And you know, a lot of places do that now, but Chris Bianco started this, I, I don't even, I, I don't wanna insult him by getting it wrong, but I wanna say somewhere around 20 years ago wow. when nobody was really doing it. And it was like one of the reasons people would go to Phoenix just to get this, just to get this pizza. And he would be the only one at the time that would be making your pizza too. Now he's got employees a couple other locations, yeah. but there's great pizza in Phoenix. There was a place I went to. So I love New take York. Me, take me to one. And there's Tiki Oasis in Phoenix. I had to say that while we're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I am super excited. <laughs> Tiki Oasis coming to Arizona. Yeah, Finally, you fuckers yeah, can come to me yeah. instead of me always driving out to Vegas and fucking California. I saw, I saw the flyer. So, yeah. so it's going to be like 500 people outside Undertow waiting to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that. that's going to be a goddamn Man. nightmare. Well, but, um, I'll tell Jason you, I had already heard. On it. I already heard that. Was, that's where I heard it from, from you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So that Undertow is going to be doing pop-ups and things like that. Undertow's always doing it. They're they've doing a lot doing, of stuff. They've right? done it in Vegas. Tiki Cat's going to be Vegas. there um, yeah. on the 20th. Um, but yeah, when, when they posted finally the official announcement about Tiki Oasis in Arizona, Jason Asher, again, who was part owner of uh, Undertow, Responded well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. So I'm like, so obviously Otto and Baby Doe had reached out and kind yeah, of yeah. talked to him beforehand. But I'm super excited about that. I, I, I can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait to not have to get in the car and drive out here for an event. Yeah. Well, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting because that hotel is a lot smaller than this one. It's very small. It's very mid-century modern. It's very awesome. Have any of you guys ever been to the Hotel Valio? No. Yeah, it's no. pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. It's a perfect space. It used to hold a Trader Vic's. Yeah, the second, oh, wow. the second Scottsdale iteration of Trader Vic's. Yeah, yeah because I've you been got that, your that inspired PG, by yeah, yeah your yeah. Um, the PG mask. Yeah, yeah, mask from there. You you told me that before. Um, yeah, so it, it's a great space for, it, but it is really small. Um, so we'll we'll there are a lot of satellite hotels around the area for people to stay. I'm right. I'm I'm curious as anybody to see Size how, it's, how it's all going to work out. And I I, I say that all the time. <laughs> Who told you that lie? <laughs> My girlfriend says that. <laughs> I always say it's not the size of the waves that matter, it's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> I just say touch it, it'll grow. <laughs> Markism. Hashtag another Markism. We're gonna put these all in a book or something. We really We're should. gonna have a website that people can can go to when they're looking for pickup lines or something and then they'll be like oh that's a Marxism Markism. a Markism <laughs> <laughs> did I answer all the questions that yeah. you asked me I don't even like, think I've answered these questions <laughs> you're like here's the questions and like five hours later we're so talking about pizza so did we decide pizza. that Chicago style pizza sucks oh it's I know the deep dish. Well, I don't want to have a thing getting, I, I love all of them I just oh, it I depends can't. on what mood no. I'm in I'm I don't cheese thin crust casserole like, people, right? yeah. Detroit exactly. style no. salad on bread Ooh. there's a place there's a place called and I think actually the guy opened up a spot in Vegas but it's called Tony's Pizza Napolitana in San Francisco and uh-huh. I believe he opened Pizza Rock in Vegas but yeah. they do like so every style of pizza that you can possibly get they there's, got different ovens depending on the different pizza that you order how insane is that there are ovens that are just there. That is for, insane. Yeah. Just whether you're getting a Detroit style pizza, a, a Napolitano style pizza, a, a Chicago style pizza, they have it's it's an, and What's I've never been to Tony, Pizza Rock. Tony Minjani or something like G, that. G, yeah, it's GM, GM something like something, that. Yeah. It's very yeah, so he's got one in one in one of the casinos in Henderson and then he's down on uh, Fremont Street or kind of Have right. you guys been there? Is it good? It's I expensive. Okay. It I've is, been it is it's good. 
If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. I have something that I want to throw out there. Okay, We're talking up. about like New York deep? pizza versus Chicago. We got three Italians yeah. in the room. So. <laughs> That's not Italian, but... <laughs> you better be... You know. And I get into this argument all the time at the Tiki Tea. I don't know how I get sucked uh, into it all the time. We've all I want, been I want your yeah, the Tiki right. Tea. I want all your opinions. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no, no. It, Ross is I've, I've gone back and forth on no. This. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. <laughs> okay, what's the definition of a sandwich? Right, and that's where you start. A it, meat between two pieces of bread, or a, a filling between two pieces of bread, because peanut butter and jelly is a sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but a, there's but two pieces of bun, bread. But a hot dog bun's one piece if you don't break it. Well, there are rolls that you don't necessarily cut all the way. Does, up does, like a, does a hot dog bun cease to become bread just I mean, because of the shape? I'm no scientist about bread, but I think Does a human is, cease to become a human because of the shape? I'm going to have to say that Depends. hot dog is a variety <laughs> of sandwich. I I, can't. I I would agree with that. I no. just think. Uh, okay, so, uh, uh, right? this it's, it's a very touchy subject. There's debates <laughs> yeah. all over the internet about it. Uh, and oh, the official <laughs> word on the hotdog.com website or something is that it's not a sandwich. But I agree with you, Ross. Uh, now, now I'm going to take this a step further. Okay. Again, it does a van cease to be a motor vehicle? Is it still an automobile? Right. Is right. a station wagon an automobile? No. Well, why not? Because of the shape? A van does the same. It's because of the shape. Is it not a car anymore? So it's the same argument, right? What about a hamburger? Yeah, oh, what yeah, about def- a that's definitely a sandwich. That's a sandwich. Without a doubt, it's a sandwich. That's I don't sandwich. even think there's any debate on that, is yep, there? Like, I agree. I thought that's clear. Well, okay, it's, it's the bun. Yeah, I mean, Two pieces of bread. Unless it's a Big Mac, you can get three. Yeah, if you're... If you are... <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if I'm you're eating bread s- with filling, it's a fucking sandwich. <laughs> right? Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it can be called something else. It could be a variety of it. It can be a very different style of it, but it's a, at the end... And I don't know who is... So is a torta a sandwich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. And a Philly cheesesteak doesn't open all the way up, right? It's kind of like a big hot dog. Right. You kind of open up and slap in your meat. Great point. So and it's, it's a yeah, fucking sandwich. It's a fucking sandwich. Yeah, it's like... Um, and all a roll is is a small loaf of bread, right? Like, but instead right. of slicing it, instead you of slicing open it, it up, yeah, you, you similar cut to it down a hot dog center. bun, and you put in a filling. Everything and what about vegetarians eat sandwiches all the time and vegans that don't have meat in them? So meat's not the qualification. Yeah, it's not me. Bread, yeah, I agree with that. There's well, bread so like and a I filling. Said, it's, a it's two pieces of bread with filling. I don't even say that. It. If there's bread and it's filled, then it's a sandwich. It doesn't yeah, even I, have to I be two pieces you. of bread. If hey, dude, bread why are we agreeing on so much stuff today? I know. We're on point. It's like ebony and ivory, man. Just don't talk about movies and we'll be fine. Because your taste in movies sucks. Oh, hold on. I have to say, so I was listening to the podcast, as everyone should, uh, and you mentioned The Last Dragon, and I thought I was like the only person who was obsessed with that movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. Have you seen The Last, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon? No, I don't think dude, so. You guys have to see it. And I'm a Is it a kung fu movie? Yeah. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> kind of. It's an 80, so it was produced by Barry Gordy. Yeah. So it has a very R&B soundtrack, and, okay. and the characters are largely oh, African-American, but... It, that's what makes it so great because like the gangster hustler guys yeah. they're Asian and they're like nerdy fobby Asian yeah. right <laughs> do you know the I, whole time we were having that conversation I was thinking about a different movie and I figured it out like days later oh really I what was thinking was of a movie called it came around the same time with Mickey Rourke and now I forget the name of it it's called like the it's not the Nine last dragon weeks. it's like the real <laughs> dragon or something like that 
but I've never seen either of them. Oh. But the whole time, I so that I really didn't know. But I, I, I do. When you said Bruce Leroy, I remember. I remember that Bruce character. Leroy. Leroy. I, I, so I do remember the movie. I think I was blanking them in my head. But I, yeah, I was thinking of two different movies at that. It, we were having that conversation. I remember catching The Last Dragon on television twenty years ago, and I was so flabbergasted that this film existed because it was just. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to look for it. It was. I own it. You can come over to my house. I was gonna say it was. I own it too. It was. <laughs> I gotta get. Is it I good get, because it's so bad, or is it really good? I don't know how to answer that because I, <laughs> I love this movie so much. Yeah, and I'm entered. I I love the '80s. Mm. Yeah, so I'm so excited for next year's Tiki Oasis theme. So many possibilities. Um, so you're gonna be a show enough? You can do a show enough costume. That's a great question. I've I've actually looked those up online for Halloween mm-hmm. and seen how people put them together. I don't have the height for show enough. Yeah, and I don't have the body for Bruce Leroy. I once saw. Um, so I like I said I did a lot of art at comic conventions. I would get booths and sell my art like people do here. And I once saw a guy dressed like show enough. Yeah, and he looked just like him. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like. <laughs> the master yeah and he was just like so enough <laughs> right. and he's like kiss my converse <laughs> right. no but it's fun and campy know what the hell we're talking it's about. funny i would say more than I, five i would I, say more than yeah, five no, you're it, probably right it's a, i i watched 80s movies up the ass i don't know how i missed it I, well I, you know what exactly. here's the thing here's what i learned after our podcast yeah i learned that because we like different types of movies that's why we never saw each other's movies because because you're like there was a lot oh, of crossover come, we saw some, what was that oh wait but yeah you've never seen the Goonies or the Lost Boys which is no fucking and then you never saw that was the 80s right yeah, there yeah, yeah. like Corey Feldman was in both of those movies yeah, <laughs> it's yeah like, that's just Lost not Boys. it's way more understandable how someone could not have seen the Last Dragon than, than no. not seen the Lost Boys come on would no. you guys Last not Dragon agree with I'm not saying which is better that's movie. why we missed it no it was yeah. huge in the theaters was it yeah. here's the thing about the Last Dragon it was it's never been cheap I remember I saw it on TV and I loved it. And I it was one of those movies where you try to tell people about it and you're like, okay, so there's this movie and there's like this guy. And his name's Bruce Bruce Leroy. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. And then he's <laughs> and you try to explain. It, you sound like you're in a fever dream and you're going crazy. Yeah. And then you're like, you just have to you see, gotta it. see it. Yeah, you and then you go to, to Best Buy. You know, this was like. 10, 15 years yeah. ago when Best Buys were relevant. Pick it up in the bar. And I would go and it's like $20 DVD and I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, I guess I'll pay 20 bucks for this. And so the recently the same thing happened where I was talking about The Last Dragon with my girlfriend and I'm like, boy, this movie, let me just tell you. And then she's like, okay, we'll watch it. So then I go on iTunes and it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> Barry Gordy must just be paying, like he must just live off of his weird people who have seen this movie and paying a fortune to buy it. If you're looking for it, it, you're fucking buying it. It's not something somebody's going to come across. I've got it. It's it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's the... It's the epitome of 80s film. It is uh, an epitome 80s film. Yeah. I gotta check it out. From the so fashion to the music. As a movie fan film. and a friend Cinematic of style. I, I gotta see it. Well, yeah, so what we need to do is we need to schedule a, some kind of a movie day where we... You know, we just make drinks and and food. When you come we out, make to Arizona, hot dog dude, sandwiches. We'll make hot, we'll, we'll make hot dog sandwiches. And then we do a movie marathon. We take turns watching each other's movies. I'm in 100. percent Yeah, we should like totally do that. We do this fun. at the next Oasis. We will do that in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Somebody has to go. Somebody you know, because I, I was telling Ross, I would love to have Bruce Leroy on the podcast. And ironically, I said the same thing about Turtle. 
on North Shore. Turtle. And then the following week, I got Turtle. You yeah. Mean, so did shot you hear the podcast? You can call him <laughs> right, Turtle. Right, right, right. I'm going to call him right, Shot right, from, from Return of the Dead. Or Nathaniel. Right, or Nathaniel. You keep calling him Turtle. How did you get him? Did he find you? Did he hear about No, we've been Facebook friends for a long time, and we've been following each other on Instagram for a long time. Okay for years and liking each other's pictures and things like that and then I actually was in Costa Mesa bumped into him in Costa Mesa and uh, and he he actually said to me oh hey man and I was like oh hey dude and he's like uh, he's like I know who you are we're connected I said yeah we're connected on Facebook and blah 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 he stopped you yeah, he wow, well, he okay. recognized me that first. Like, uh, that yeah. sounds like Tiki Oasis for me. I, people stop me all the time. They're like, "Hey DJ," I'm like, "Hi you." <laughs> it's happened to me a couple times. Yeah, right. And yeah. I asked him, and he was super gracious. He's like, he goes, "Yeah, I'll do it." He seemed like a really cool dude. Listen to that podcast. Like, that was a really enjoyable cool podcast. Yeah, like, I mean, not loving North Shore the same way you did. I, I turned it on just like, "Oh, I gotta listen to this." But I was really into it. That was a really that was a really yeah. Cool we were exchanging messages after that, and then. <laughs> You know, I thought, oh, is he really going to meet up with me? And he said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And then, so I, I went out and he bought me coffee and we sat down. Like, he was there early and... Nice. It was cool hearing him talk about Matt, who was the main guy in yeah. North Shore 2, and how he got out of surfing and then has recently got back in. Yeah. I thought that was like a Yeah, really, because of the way really that cool the the audience, I guess, reacted to it. Yeah. Which is, it, what's weird to me is that even back then, it was affecting actors like... You know, you yeah. see guys like uh, who is the singer that was on Game of Thrones? The, uh, the oh, Coldplay? I see his face right now, and I yeah. can't. Did you say Coldplay? Ian Sheeran, yeah, Ed Sheeran, So yeah, when he Sheeran, yeah. shit for that man. Yeah, and I saw I him on Game of Thrones. He had a small role. He had a small role and had like one line, and then he caught so much shit for yeah. it that he shut down his social media. People freak the fuck out over things, man. I, I hate people sometimes. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Steadfast Pomade. Steadfast Pomade is a strong-holding, medium-bodied, water-based styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking slick, neat, and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Its unique formula allows you to easily restyle your hair throughout the day and washes out with ease. Steadfast Pomade is American-made and veteran-owned, available in original and anchor hold. Get yours today at SteadfastPomade.com. Tame the waves and keep it steadfast. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Tea. Founded in 1961, the Tiki Tea is a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar practicing the lost art of exotic cocktail mixing. Come try their house specialty, the Ray's Mistake, a delicious concoction of botanic liqueurs, passion fruit, gin, and rum for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. The Tiki Tea is located at 4427 Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. The Tiki Tea, ground zero for tropical drinks. I know we're not allowed to talk about politics, but it's hard being a Star Wars fan that likes The Last Jedi in this in this era. Oh, yeah. I yeah. get so much... I like The Last Jedi, too. Oh, yeah, It was good. I, but, did, I did, too. Yeah, I just... And, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, Luke Skywalker would be like that. It, it, fucking... It, exactly. Right. Like, what the fuck I, did you expect? He's right. not going to change at right. all. I was watching it, people post... Hashtag not my Luke. Was Obi Wan not, not fucking bitter? Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, was it Brandon at the Reef? Like Brandon? Brandon? Yeah, at the Reef. Brandon. Yeah, like I. Yeah, Brandon. Me and my Blast. girlfriend did a weekend trip to Palm Springs, and we we stayed at Caliente Tropics, and we sat at the bar, and me and him just talked about this. Yeah, he's a big Star Wars. Is he oh. an anti Last Jedi? No, he. I think he likes. Oh, he was into it. Right. I mean, here here's the thing. Like I, I I live and breathe Star Wars. I'm a giant nerd. I've gone to every Star Wars celebration convention. I've waited. 
Okay, so put this in perspective. So last Star Wars celebration was in Orlando. I waited 17 hours in line to just be in the room where they played the trailer for the first time. Wow. And guess what? I didn't get in because they ran out of space. Oh, wow. 17 hours. 17 hours. I think for that's nothing. so. And I've also waited overnight four times to see George Did you Lucas. You wear an adult diapers. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you no. are. You are a nerd. Oh no! Like a lot of people say, I'm a nerd. Yeah, he's a fucking nerd. (laughs) Nerd. Speaking of (laughs) eighties, another great movie. I saw that movie. Yeah. Now that's a fuck. Yeah. So all right, that's a great movie. You know, speaking of Revenge of the Nerds, what happened to the 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 cliche of like you know every nerd having a robot? Movies and so many movies in the eighties had robots. Yeah. The Revenge of the Nerds was it Rocky three that he well Molly got a robot. There was Rocky four. Rocky four. uh, I never noticed that, but there was a thing that I remember thinking. As an adult, I, quicksand was never the problem that I thought it was going to be right? when I was growing up, right? Oh, yeah. It was like oh. an, and it was an everything. It was an of the lost. At some point, you're going to have you're to deal like, with quicksand. And I'm going to be ready I'm for it. Right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm prepared. I've been dealing for quicksand my whole life. Right? <laughs> every sandbox, you're like, today's the day. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Bold again. <laughs> this doesn't come up as much as you hope it Have you guys ever seen this 80s movie called Gymkata? Yes. yes. Oh, that <laughs> now oh. that is a fucking insane. I don't know uh, that movie. Where did that come it, from? I have no idea. I what, saw it on late night TV and I became it? obsessed with it. I don't even remember the story, but it's about this like guy who gets caught up in this like medieval village somewhere in Europe, and it's like there's like As a hunting does. kind of a game where everybody's like they just send out a bunch of maybe prisoners or something. Like like there's other movies that have done this kind of a theme. I guess it's and, I guess almost like Hunger Games ish yeah. in a way, and then they hunt them. Yeah, there's Battle another Royale. movies like okay. that. That was but, a great movie. Yeah, what's that? Battle, Battle Royale. Royale. I have not seen Battle Royale. From Japan. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, I've heard of this. I movie. think it's on Netflix. I remember when Battle Total Ro- Bloodfest. When Battle I'm Royale. I'm gonna listen to this episode, and I'm gonna start writing these down as yeah. I'm listening to yeah. it because I, I gotta I, look I'm these up. I'm a big film nerd. Like I'm a film cinephile. What kind of nerd are you not? It's it's true. I'm a Disney, <laughs> I'm a Disney nerd. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a I even enti- so I'm a really big Batman nerd. Uh, yes, Mark he is. can say this. Yes, I have an entire is. room in my house that's all my Batman art, comics, figurines. An entire room. An entire my art studio is just Batman. So do you like blending all the things you like? That's a big thing right now with tiki mugs that are pop culture and stuff. I mean, uh, how do you feel? Uh, about- I thought we weren't talking about politics. <laughs> well, we're not talking about like you know, like true like Politics. Yeah. What are your like what are political issues? Um, Anybody's okay. thoughts about blending? So, like, his things just want to. It's like I call it the George Costanza thing. If you know that Seinfeld episode where he wanted to, his favorite things were having sex, eating, and watching TV. And right. so his girlfriend caught him while they were making love, watching a little Walkman while eating a fucking pastrami sandwich. <laughs> so that's what I think of when I think of some. So, like people just want. I want everything that I love together. So yeah. I exactly. I, I am a I nerd am. with all that, and I am also a tiki nerd. And with that said, I know what the definition of tiki is. Yep. I own all Sven's books. I know the history of it. With that said, like sure, I'll own uh, a creature from Black Lagoon mug or or bat. I won't either. I will own it, but. I, I just like to have it, but I understand what tiki is, and I know what it should be. So, and I don't, I, I don't argue with what people think it should be. That's great. That's a great answer yeah. Yeah. because when you say you understand what tiki is, that's a great answer because most people, when you see those mugs, what they're doing is they're combining their two likes, yeah, and calling it tiki, even though it really isn't. The reason why I don't yes. like it is because it is directly, uh, it's directly. Promoting and actively um, devolving what yes. tiki really yeah. is, I and agree. and it's already t- 
tough to keep tiki the way it's supposed to be and as pure as it is. And as much as people argue that, well, it's all fake anyway, Polynesian pop tiki actually is defined. It yes. has it, it. It is a thing. It, it has its own style, and yep. it does have its own rules. Believe it or not, that, I mean, it's the, not that there's a rule book, but there right. is a specific commonality on certain things about yeah. it. Yeah, and for years it was lost, and so much work has yeah. been put and into to, finding to, to, to out find what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like and if highly, we don't, if we lose track of that, it will get diluted. Yeah, yeah. In the years again, we'll and, be going. And those what, products we'll be trying directly, to figure it out again. What what is? Yeah, DK? those products It'll, are directly uh, promoting the devolution of that. Yeah, that, we, that we work yeah. so hard to try to preserve. Right. And I, I so I got into tiki because of my Disney connection. I I grew up in Adventureland in the Enchanted Tiki Room, but as doing the research and learning, I have such the the biggest respect for the hard work that Bosco did. Or the hard work that Spen did. Yeah. And you start to learn and appreciate it even more. And it makes the things we love richer. It's like the people who are like obsessed with wine and fine cheeses. Like when you talk about tiki. I like good cheese. When you talk about tiki and you talk about the different types of carving or the different parts of the world where it comes from. And if someone asks you why tiki and you explain to them, you that passion comes out. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for me, yeah. that's what it's about. I and also. Out on it. It is about the Ohana spirit, and yeah, yeah. you know we're lucky to meet all each other from all around the world, and we're there for each other. And I, you know, is sure I'll, I I like the nerdy stuff and all that, but I know what tiki is. Yeah, and I, I, and I respect that. I respect yeah. that. That's a good answer. That you know what tiki is, mm-hmm. but you like this too, and it's okay to like what you like. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just when people want to change the definition yeah. to 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 suit their. Yeah. Look at like my Frankenberry tiki mug. <laughs> no, fuck you. I so. do love Frankenberry. But... Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, that's what uh, I don't like. I don't like when they throw tiki mug on the. It's like, no, that's. Um, you that's know, that's a, it. That's, that's a character yeah, mug. That's a character mug. It's a character mug. It's not tiki mug. It's fun. And let me ask you guys this. as I mean, we all have people in our lives who don't like tiki, who or don't get it. Get it. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. And I get blown up with somebody will go somewhere and see a. Jimmy Buffett oh, yeah, shirt yeah. or something that has something tiki and they're like, oh, what do you think? And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and but you, don't wanna, you. <laughs> you don't want to give them the three-hour explanation right. of like tiki culture and, yeah. well, you see Don Beach and Trader Vic <laughs> and <laughs> there's that voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, it, it's, it's hard and difficult, but you know, I, I think that's what's great about Tiki Oasis or any of these places where you come and you just take a deep breath and you go, oh, you, yeah. you know who uh, Tiki Diablo is. Oh you know God. who Bosco is. He's my you, favorite. You know, like you know the smell. Oh, I was a... your favorite. No, he's my favorite um, <laughs> Tiki artist. <laughs> Tell me, thanks like, for, thanks for the save. To be clear, yeah. I never said you were my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> There's fewer things that are as good as the way of a Bosco carving smells. That, oh yeah, no, that I've got ember, a like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's what we love, and we enjoy the culture and what we're around yeah. and. The craft cocktails and bless sure helps bless uh, Beach uh, Beach Bumberry for all his hard work that Damn he right. did. And <laughs> yeah. you know, I think to be a good tiki person, you have to respect the hard work that people like Sven yeah. or yes. Jeff Barry yeah. Yeah. or Bosco, and then what these people did, and just respect them. And you know, I think that's what's great about Tiki Oasis is I have the opportunity to walk up these people, shake their hands, and go, "Thank you, yeah, yeah. thank that's you cool, for man. all good of point. your hard work." And they always seem like I was talking to Bosco yesterday, and I'm just like. You know, I try not to get emotional about it. Be like, "Thanks, man. Thank you for everything you do." And he's like, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's the most chill yeah, person. Like, hey, yeah, you know like what? They're, they're just like us. They yeah. just do. We they're like real all people. the same stuff. Well, it's right. funny what, what you're talking about, too, is something I was thinking about, a, a lot of people probably think about, but when you see how big Oasis has gotten is all of the different ways that people get into Tiki, like whether it came through cocktails, whether it came through the art, whether it came through history, whether it came through, and now things like rockabilly and pinup. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, everybody kind of, you know, a lot of people come in through punk, a lot of people come through the surf music, and it's really cool getting to meet a lot of different people in the Tiki community right, and talking right. about, and even as you look around, like you see people that are, I'm here, I'm getting into every symposium. You see people that are getting their chairs out on the lawn because they are trying to see those those bands. You see people yeah. that are like, show up just for the room parties almost. Some people are just buying shit from vendors and then leaving, I've seen. That's like, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. is kind of like, makes Oasis their own and it's really cool to see all this thing that we all love and how everybody kind of loves it for their own individual reasons and yeah. and what what makes it what they're really passionate about yeah yeah I think everybody uh, in the end why Tiki is important to any of us is because of the feeling we get yeah. around the atmosphere that, yeah it is it is because like you know like when when we were driving from Vegas driving in I'm like alright cool we get to our hotel I'm like alright cool as soon as we got off the shuttle and onto the grounds here, like my hair stood yeah. up. Literally, you could feel that energy, and I'm like, this is going to be a good it's, weekend. It's a feeling. You like know? when I talk to it people is. about Tiki or introduce them to it, there's like a small group of people that fucking hate it, a small group of people like us that really like it, and I think most people go, oh, that's pretty cool, and then they yeah. go on with their lives. Yeah. But for people like us who love it, like the minute you're, it's just, you just know. It's just, there's a feeling that you get that just, and you, it just either comes or it doesn't. It's a really weird thing. I, I, I think I am blessed um, to be the fine tiki because of all the people I've met through it. Yeah. And oh, for sure. When I first, I would agree with that. When, yeah. I, when I first moved back to Las Vegas a couple of years ago, I had no friends. And me and Mark were following each other on Instagram and a few other people are a good buddy Cameron. And I, I, even though I grew up in Las Vegas, I didn't have anybody. Yeah. And I was lucky to meet... So we scooped him up. Yeah, I, we, we all He's found like the little baby bird that fell out of the nest, and I scooped him up. Yes, make people think that I'm little. Uh, no, <laughs> but you meet people, and it's not just the things we love; it's that Ohana mentality. Yeah, yeah. it is. Right. Hey, Mark, I have this giant tiki hut. Can you please carry it over a wall for me? Like you know, and we will do that. And you know, Mark is one of the sweetest and nicest people I've ever met in my whole life. And I know I say this all the time. I know you do. But honestly, take like be proud of who you are. Oh yeah. And we we I, I'm blessed to know you. I'm blessed of everything you've done for me. And if there's anything you ever need, I'll be there. But that's what Tiki's about. Dude, if you ever talk to me like that, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I was gonna it's raise impressive you that you can neck. talk What's so clearly with your lips wrapped around your cock. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that was, we ruined a sweet moment, yeah. Adrian. I don't, there. I don't, I don't, I'll have to hit you guys up when I come out to Vegas so we can. Uh, it's a good time. We can We're get it together just, for sure, but there is a t- certain type of person I think that gets into tea. It's amazing that there's thousands of people here drinking mass quantities of booze and pretty much no fights. No, yeah, I haven't seen like one. that's the thing about we're too tired. We're all, <laughs> right. we're all sleep deprived, hungover, and but yeah, that's the thing about the tiki community is that there's not a lot of violence, there's if no, any. I don't. There's not see a lot any. of macho bullshit. Like, you, yeah, yeah. But did you guys hear about the thievery today? 
No. Yeah, with Tony. Tiki Tony got some of yeah. his uh, shields stolen. Oh, really? From his truck out there? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was at his truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tiki, two of his three feet um, shield uh, masks were stolen last night. Wow. Which I, you know, if you're gonna steal something. Don't steal something that's so obviously so, it's Tiki and Tony's. That's the thing that surprised like, me. Tiki people will steal. I mean, I was talking to Kevin about this the other day at Tonga in Palm Springs, and like just to have, you know, in the and yeah, to um, you know, we were in the on the in the lie out there in the secret room, and he was showing me shit that had just got pulled off the wall recently, and just got to get replaced. I'm like, yeah. fucking assholes. Well, you know, the thing is, when you steal something like that, you, it's not like you can display it. People nope. are gonna know. Oh, that that was the thing that got burned stolen. their house down. Yeah, right. That's why they're so nice. Uh, in the Smothers book, uh, Martin talks about how he had to buy a second Tiki Bob and yeah. attach it to the fucking wall because somebody right, stole the right, first right. one. Right. Like, yeah. shit, man. Well, I, mean, I hope that most Tiki people don't. I mean, I would never do such a thing. Uh, but, you know, money's tight. So I see. steal swizzles. <laughs> uh, that is true. I'm Mar- not gonna is lie. that stealing? I, know. I don't think swizzles Especially were if you're buying be, a mug or something. Mark, were made to be I, sold. I steal swizzles. Mark could build a house out of the swizzles he owns. Do bars reuse swizzles if you don't take uh, it? Well, I've heard some stories. I don't. I don't. I have too. I've so, heard some stories. So, I like. So I was in restaurant the business for thirty plus years. Yeah, you were. To me, it's a single use item. But apparently, there's, there's. I've heard stories of some I've bars heard stories that will too. We can talk pull, about pull them out of trash and after the recording is yeah. over. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate you guys joining the the podcast as usual. Yeah, I gotta go to a symposium yeah, or three. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking it's at. It's two thirty, isn't it? I don't it's think one thirty is the yeah. BG Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got time. You Blair's got time. a sponsor, right? So we can talk about how excited we are to go. Hey, see Hey, get those yeah, BG yeah. Reynolds <laughs> syrups, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made them in a bathtub at his house. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not helping you right now, Blair, but I think you have plenty of help. I yeah, ended up go. podcasting. He's got said. it. He's got it. <laughs> BGM, one of your three people who watch you on your Instagram <laughs> videos. <laughs> don't mess up. Well, thanks again, you guys. Before yeah. we wrap up, is there anything you guys want to promote? Tiki Oasis in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Social what media pages. April 12th um, to 14th. Valley Ho. Uh, you can find me on everything at, at DJ Clulo, C-L-U-L-O-W. Um, I'm in between projects right now, but I am an illustrator, so I'm working on two graphic novels right now. Hopefully it'll come out at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll look out for it. Yeah. Um, they do involve Tiki stuff, so. Cool, cool. I'm OI Mark on Instagram, and I post cool pictures. He'll help, you, he'll help you move a giant tiki and I'll help if you, you ask. Yeah. No Instagram, but people who know me, I'm Tiki Boss on Facebook. And I just wanted to say thanks again, Adrian, for having me on. And yeah, this was awesome. Meeting. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know too many awesome. people in the Vegas yeah. Ohana, so well, now I you head do. out there every now and then. It's only a less than four-hour drive for me from There's Phoenix, a bunch so. of us cool people. Yeah. yeah. Less than four-hour drive for you, guys. less than four-hour drive for me. It looks yeah. like we're going to drop in on the, these guys. There yeah. we go. Let's hit up Frankie's. Come to Squid Manor, which is my home tiki yep. bar. He's got a okay. home tiki bar. It's pretty nice. Sounds great. Yeah. Come and, to Phoenix, hit me up. And go for to all <laughs> you listeners that want to follow us on Facebook at Polynesian Pop, we also have a group page inside the Desert Oasis Room on Facebook. And if you want to try to get on a future show or listen to some previous episodes, DesertOasisRoom.com. <laughs> uh, I've been drinking, so I get a pass. Are we, we supposed have. to be yeah. drinking? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm surprised we got through this. As I was filming. Wait, this is a church camp. This I'm proud. Camp. I, I've mastered the zombie, and I've just been drinking zombies all weekend. Nice. Let that's, me tell you though, not really good drink. I can only drink. No, one it, good it, it isn't. Uh, so I, so here's the problem. Zombie is my favorite tiki drink, but I hate Mine too. absinthe so much. Really? So I bought a bottle of the Pardon or whatever how you pronounce it. I'm Pardon? not French. Pardon. Pardon. And. Um, 
I bought this whole thing and I just do the little couple drops. Dropper. Six and drops. that thing is going to last me forever. Yeah, I got yeah. Earth Saint in my. Uh, I bought it like two years ago and it was like that much. Yeah. Bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like proof. It's, it's a thing. All right, we've all got symposiums to go to. All right. Aloha, folks. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Aloha. 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 Congolish. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out Music and Booze with Mo, a podcast hosted by music and radio industry veteran Mo Herms. Mo talks to musicians and bartenders about the cocktails and songs they love. Tune in for her tropical summer featuring bartenders from just about everywhere who work in the tiki and tropical cocktail world. Find Music and Booze with Mo at Potomatic.com.